She's a best-selling author and life coach, obsessed with helping women to silence their insecurities, build healthy boundaries, and fearlessly pursue the life and career of their dreams. Join her as she provides you with strategies and real-life tips to create your best life. Welcome to Fearless Fridays with Marianne. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne. Today, I have an amazing guest with me. She is an author, speaker, training coach, and you are going to be in for a treat. Hello, Kala. How are you? Hi, Marianne. I am good. So good to be here on my very first podcast. Thank you so much for the opportunity. You're welcome. You're welcome. This is awesome. So let's just, you know, jump right in. Who is Colette? What is your story? So Colette is, uh, let me start with the easy part first, is a woman who loves laughter. I love to be around my friends, giving jokes and stuff like that. On the serious side, I am a woman of faith who put that faith into action two years ago and stepped out of a comfortable job and walking into the unknown uh, as a life coach, a trainer, and a speaker. Yes. I, I, also, I also love serving women. That, I believe, is my gifting and my calling. That's who Clint is. I love it. I love it. So you said a whole lot in that brief little statement there. So you walked away from a job and leaped Mm -hmm. into coaching. So Mm -hmm. what was happening in your job that you probably felt unfulfilled? You felt probably stuck um, that made you think, okay, I want to do coaching and it's time for me to take that leap of faith now before waiting. Okay. Well, to be honest, I can't say I made that decision of my own to do coaching. I did not. When I took that leap, I actually did not know what I was going to do. So for a number of years, I was thinking, I felt like there was something more for me to do. It's just that I didn't know what the more looked like. I knew it was time to leave where I was. It's a great organization. I still volunteer with them, even though I've left almost three years. So we still have that relationship. But I felt like it was time to leave. And honestly, as an immigrant to this country and this this great organization, the Urban League, if I can call their name, of Broad County, they gave me this opportunity. And I like I didn't want to go because I didn't know what I would be doing. I don't know where I would be going. And so I really wanted to stay where I was. But then I kept I kept giving the Lord a timeline. I keep saying next year, next whatever, next few months. But the last time in 2019, I, there was an event that was happening. And I <laughs> told the Lord when the event was over, this would have been it. One week later, I heard the event is not over. What are you going to do? It's almost like somebody was speaking right there. I was so shocked. And it made me realize that I had to, I had to move. And this was right before the pandemic. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think God knows exactly what he's doing because he knew if January had stepped in or whenever we found, I would not have moved. And so he made me uncomfortable where I was comfortable and was saying the exact words were it's time now to get out of the boat into the water, knee deep, ankle deep. I didn't understand that what that meant until much later in 2020 when all that was happening. Because what I'm doing now is something that was that's 
new in the sense that I've never done it professionally before. Mm. It was something that my friends think I was good at, but I didn't see it as a calling, so to speak. And so that's how I ended up in John Maxwell team because I wasn't sure. I knew that I wanted to speak, but I wasn't sure exactly what the steps were. And that's how I landed there. That's a lot. But. Oh, no, that's good. That's good. So John Maxwell, did you look into any other programs or did you just know about John Maxwell and just decided to go with that one? Right. I actually did not look in any programs. I don't in any other program. For some reason, the John Maxwell T, I can't say that I knew, 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 knew of them like that. So I knew all their programs or anything. But the name come, came up in my spirit and I said, you know, let me check it out. And Marianne, to be honest, I checked them out. I, I messaged um, the program advisor and I didn't hear back. And just like I thought, says, please go and check their cost. When I went and I checked their cost, I said, really? <laughs> this, this is not for me. I cannot <laughs> any at all. So I, the first try, no one responded. The second time someone did, and I was, you know, I was in a little bit of a huff, and I said, really? No one responded the first time. Now that I know what the cost is, you can definitely don't want to try. But there was something within me that says, listen. So that night when the person called and they left a message, I actually responded to say, yes, I will listen to what you're saying. That ended up with me getting a, a, a part scholarship to go. And so the things that I was worried about, a blessing came in, to, in right in there. Nice. So when you made the transition to leave your job, what exactly like what exactly were the steps for you to become, you know, leaving your job, leaving the comfort mm -hmm. of your job, leaving the comfort of a steady paycheck insurance, which I think that's something that keeps a lot of people stuck in a position in a job working with corporate nonprofits, whatever it may be, yes. because of that consistency and because of that safety. Mm -hmm. So what, you know, what exactly, how did exactly, what was the timeline? What did it actually look like for you? Oh my God. Marianne, can I tell you and, and, and tell our audience that will be watching or hearing this, uh, listening to this later, it's not easy. It's not, I can tell you it was not an easy decision, but there is something that tells you that like, and I'm going to lighten it to almost like dying. Like I had mm. to do it. Like if I didn't do it, this is just, you know, like I had to, I had to do it. So I knew that once I started thinking about all the things that I'm going to leave, the the, the everything that is the steady paycheck, the health insurance that I needed, all of that. But can I be honest with you? Is that yes. when I look at that, is that I could not just make, let that be the only reason. So between it within that decision from making it was one month. I spoke with my supervisor. I told her the good thing is that we had a great relationship. So she understood when I told her that she said, where are you going? And I said, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I actually I'm leaving and there is nothing lined up. There is no job because what I'll tell you before is that I sent out a lot of applications because I thought it meant that I needed to go into another organization, but no one, no <laughs> interviews, no one called me back. That part of it was really rough. 
because mm. um, I started feeling like I didn't have any value. I wasn't qualified. How comes I got here? But no, I'm moving. There's nothing else that's happening. So the timeline was short. It was bittersweet leaving. But at the end of the day, I wanted, and I was also approaching 50. Mm. There was something about getting to that 50 that yeah. made me feel like the time was right now. And if it, mm. if it didn't happen now, it would not have happened again. Mm. Mm. Beautiful. So what traits did you have or do you have, not did, but you have that made your girlfriends feel, you know, that you were good for to be a, a coach and to take that leap of faith and go in, you know, into this career? They believe I have um, wisdom and uh, the skill of listening, right? They think I give great advice. So it's not just the coaching, but the speaking. They believe that I have something called authenticity and openness and realness. So I don't hold anything back. Wisdom, of course, says like I speak what I'm feeling because at the end of the day, someone else will benefit from what I'm saying. So when it comes on to the coaching, which even now we're just getting clients, they like the fact that I'm going through it with them. They're not feeling as if they are alone. They're feeling like I'm right there with them. And that for me means a whole lot. And just when I go to, I think I love the speaking a whole lot more than I love the coaching because the speaking gives me an opportunity because I know coaching, it's pulling the answers from within them. Yeah. The speaking is just being me, being real, be, being open. Mm -hmm. So that's those are the straight. They think I have the wisdom, the realness, the authenticity, the listening ear to make a difference. Mm, that's beautiful. So you are also, you're also an author. So tell us about your book. Okay, so the book is Positioned for Purpose, The Journey. Positioned really means the space where you are at now or what is happening in your life now that God has a plan and a purpose for it. So it's talking about whether you've been some, through some difficult seasons in your life, whatever the difficult seasons are. For mine in this particular book, it had to do with self-esteem and self-confidence. It also has to do with going through heartbreak and, and divorce and depression and suicidal thoughts and all of that. But at the end of the day, I can tell you it is not a expose. It's not a tell all book or anything like that it's enough in that story to tell a woman that you know if she has been able to overcome if she could find hope and triumph over those things then i can too if she can share her story with me that means i can share my story too because at the end of the day we want to build each other up right we want to tell someone else that we are there with them you're not going through life alone you're not alone in in, in the emotions in the hurts in the heartaches that you're going through and god is going to use them for his 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 his, his glory that's that's it yeah that is so true that is so true so in regards to finding hope what would you say what's the journey like how does one find hope all right so for me, it's looking at the situations that you've been through, right? And and understanding that though it seems so difficult and seems 
so hard that there is actually when you look beyond beyond the season that you're in that there is something better that is ahead it's just like a train going through the tunnel the tunnel is dark right so you had some light which is the good spots in our life then you go through a period of darkness the hope comes when you get through that and that seeing the light Mm. that there is something beyond what I'm going through. If I can just hold out, if I can just stick it out, then there is something that is beyond that. And that even if my situation doesn't change, I have this feeling that it will, it will in time. So I can't say that there is stage one, you do this and stage one, you do that. The only, uh, uh, that thing that comes to mind is just the train going through that. The train is not going to stop on the tracks. Yeah. in that tunnel it's going straight through mm, that is that's so good that is so good so there's something so i wanted to um kind of like circle back a little bit um when you made the transition from your job to becoming a coach or taking a leap of faith and going on your own um and i completely drew a blank on it mm -hmm. <laughs> So, okay, I know what it is. So you are a woman of faith. And I'm pretty sure that through the process, you probably dealt with some uncertainties. You probably were second guessing yourself. You were uh, probably even questioned God. Yes. Like, is this real? Am I really listening to you? Did I really yes. hear you correctly? So yes. what did that look like? Oh my gosh. Listen, Marianne, listen. I question God. I asked if it is him. I said, it must be Claire. It must be you, right? Who know this can be real? I was even, even in sending in that, handing in the resignation. I wanted to not do it because I said, no, Claire, you're not sure. I don't think this is God who is, who is speaking. How can you leave a job? You don't even know what you're going out there to do. Don't do it. And listen, I second guess myself until I handed in the resignation. I, I doubted God. I doubted that he'd called me to do this because the reality is that Mary and I've been in the shadows yeah. in all the jobs, no matter the leadership positions, I'm always in the back. Mm. So this is now calling me from, be out in the shadows to come to the front. And I was afraid of that. I was afraid of the light because I actually just wanted to stay there because staying in the shadows is where I was comfortable, is where I am not being seen, I am not being noticed. I just do my work right from behind there and I was comfortable with that. But now that I was in a place where I had to step out from the shadows. I'm telling you, the uncertainty, the lack of self-confidence, the self-esteem issues rise up, rose up. Who is going to listen to you? What? What are you going to do? You, you know, especially because I was applying for jobs and no one was responding. I started <laughs> up feeling all types of ways, all types of feelings were coming across. Mm. Uh, it, it was just me. There were some difficult days. They were not rose-colored at all. Yeah. But I got through them one day at a time. So what was that like? So how did you get through it? Oh, my gosh. So for me, support system is very key. Mm -hmm. Some sisters around you who you can just be real and tell them, so listen, this thing is, I'm not trusting God right now. It, it, it's mm -hmm. looking like I made this decision on my own and I want to change my mind. And you have some of these women, especially when we are being real with our sisters and they know our journey, they can say to you, they said to me, but Colette, you're not going to tell yourself to leave your job. 
and go out. So you have to know that it must be gone. And I don't think the devil is going to tell you to leave your job either to just go out. So you, you have to trust what you are hearing. Mm. And then they said, what do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? And so they encouraged me along along the way. Of course, they had to give me some real hard shake up. But <laughs> that's what happened when you have women who love you. Yes. They had to really give me a couple of licks and say, girl, get it together, get it together, get it together. Because if the Lord is calling you out, it means he has something for you. And mm. if you're like me, you need to see the end of the road. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't seeing the end of the road. I was not even seeing the beginning of the road beyond mm -hmm. what I needed to do. And that was the that was the reminder. That was what it looked like because I had a community with me. And then I then draw back on my relationship with God because I really started praying and seeking his way to say, what do you want me to do? You said to leave. No, I'm here. It's now January. I don't know what to do. I have no absolutely no clue. I don't see the light. What am I going to do? How am I going to manage? Then when we heard about Corona, that brought on a whole different set of questions. Yes. I was just saying, God, what are you doing with me? It was hard. I can tell you. It was not easy, especially when the corona part came in. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, you know, and that's definitely so true, you know, but you stuck through it and you kept on going. You kept on going. So how has it been going from the shadows into the light? Oh, my gosh. Listen, it's glaring. And and it's 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 an adjustment. It's a transition that moving from in the shadows where I was comfortable, that staying in the background, just don't want to be noticed, don't want to speak up, not put in a place where I had to speak up. I have to go before persons and share my story with persons to speak to persons. It, it, is, it, is, it is hard, but can I tell you that I actually enjoy doing it. Once I'm mm. doing it, whether it is that I'm coaching or I'm mentoring someone or I'm getting on stage or in a small group to speak, it's like there is no light, there is just me. So there is no, what I would call no focus on me, yeah. but there is an opportunity to pour out of me. And mm. so the light now fades in the yeah. sense that the light is not showing me. But showing up the ladies on what I have to do. Yeah. So definitely that first step. And they always yes. say that that first step is always the hardest. Yes. But yes. once you take that first step, you know, the second step gets a little easier. Yes. And then the more you keep going, the easier and easier it gets. Yes. That is so true. That is so true, Miriam, because even in terms of speaking like this, or in coaching after the first session or the first engagement, it starts getting better and the excitement start building. Of course, the trepidation comes in and, and, and the self-doubt and they say, oh my God, are they getting it and whatever. But each time you learn, if you get feedback, then I build on it and you know work tweak on what needs to be tweaked. And then I go ahead again. Because at the end of the day, there'll always be something that wants to hold me back, wants to keep me back. My thoughts are going to come in and the same quality you have no relevance who wants to listen to you you have nothing to offer but then i have to remind myself that there is a gift within me not everybody will get it the persons who are assigned to me the persons who are assigned to you they will hear you they will hear us differently so i have to be able to show up for that 
That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So how do you stay motivated and how do you take care of yourself and rejuvenate? Okay. I stay motivated because I have two adult daughters who are like what I would call, they are my biggest motivators because they have bought into this vision and they encourage me on the days when I feel like, oh, I can't go any further. There's a mom, but you can. You've taught us resilience and that you can do it. You know, you're just in a, in a home. So outside of my friends, I'm thankful for my two daughters how I motivate myself as well is like I read and I listen to podcasts and I listen to other persons speaking because it helps to motivate me. And then I remind myself of who I am because if you take away everyone else, I'm still left with me. So I had to find something inside to say, collect, you are more than worthy. You have enough in you to give to someone else who need it. And listen, how I... What was the last thing you asked me? One last question. I also, I love to watch movies. So I watch movies. Yes, I, I watch movies and I love to listen to music and I love to dance. My kids say, Mommy, you can't dance, but I don't mind. I love to dance. It's a way. It's good. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful to me. Yeah. So I love to do practical things like that dancing and, and watching a, a very good movie. Those are my two things. If you you just need to leave me with the remote and there is electricity and I'm fine with that. I have music and I have movie. I'm cool. I love it. I love it. So I know that you briefly mentioned um, before we came on live that you have a journal coming out. So tell us a little bit about that journal. Okay, so I've been I've been thinking about and actually just praying about the, 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 the journal, about what to do, because I knew the journal was to come out right after this book, but I didn't know what it was, exactly how it should be. And so after praying about it for some months and whatever, nothing was coming. And then, you know, I got the idea for what it will be. So the journal, for persons who may purchase the book, I'll tell you that at the end of each chapter, there's what we call lessons learned. And what I got in my spirit is to write the lessons learned that will be the journal prompt. And below it, there will be scriptures as underpinning to those prompts and the lines will be there for persons to write. I feel good because if I'm obedient to what I'm hearing, it will be a good resource for persons. Whether you have purchased, let me back that up, whether you have purchased the book or not, the prompts are enough to ask you questions that you're going to have to think through. It's not something for you to want to rush through. And then it will also help you to get some stuff out, whatever it is that you're dealing with here. If you're dealing with confidence issues, if you've gone through a divorce, a, you know, the heartache, a heartbreak and whatever, and there, there are some scriptures at the end that will be there as a guide. And I hope that it will be therapeutic for persons as they, as they read the prompts and as they write. Mm, that's awesome. So <clears throat> what would you say are three tips that someone, three steps, three tips that someone can take if they are getting that little nudge mm -hmm. that it's time for them to take a leap of faith and step into something different? Okay. So the first thing I would say, and which is what I do, is to actually make sure that I'm hearing that it is what God is saying to me. So one is the first step. Is it? And if the response is yes, then the next step that you're going to take is to actually do 
<laughs> the hardest step is to do, is to step out, is to make that first step. So it's not even just, the, let me back that up. So the very first step, yes, is that we're going to ask God, is this what you're saying? And when he says yes, then the next thing that we're going to do is to say, what do you want me to do? Right? He will not give us, give you everything that you need, but you will know what you want to do. When you've heard what he wants you to do, then you're going to do the third thing, which is the hardest thing, is to make that step. That is so true. That is so true. And sometimes we just keep going. Sometimes we try to like negotiate with God. We try to negotiate. I'm like, oh, just give me this. Can I just do this? And I'll continue to do that. Yes. And sometimes it just gets to the point that, you know, he keeps nudging us and nudging us and it gets a little bit, you know, more frequently, more yes. frequently to yes. the point that, especially if it's something, for example, let's say leaving a job. Yes. And it's like, job, you know, God keeps calling you, leave that job, leave that job. But and you keep waiting. Oh, I want to have so much money saved. I want to do this. I want to do that. And then something may happen because I've had a couple of guests that have, you know, talked about them and they either end up, end up getting fired. They end up getting laid off. And it's kind of like, listen, God is like, I, I try to tell you to leave, but you kept on waiting. So you got to go. Yes. <laughs> Marian, I felt that way as well. And I'm so glad you brought that up because we, we tend to asking God and he's showing us the way because I didn't want to be fired because I felt like he was he was giving me so many nudge. The next nudge was going to be that I was going to lose my job. <laughs> and I said, I really did, didn't want it to get to that point. So let me just do what needs to be done. Because remember, I would have been putting off this for a number of years. Yeah. It, it, it did not, didn't just come in 2019. It just that this time the Lord spoke that yeah. the, the event is over. No, what are you going to do? And like when I heard that voice, it, it felt it sounded so stern that I had yeah. to do something about it. Because, like I said, listen, my God, if I don't do this, yeah. more than likely I might be fired, and I don't not want to be fired. Because you never know, <laughs> you never know. Yeah, yeah so so, so at the end of the day, it really is all about listening and moving because if where we are at we think it's the absolute best when you move you'll understand that honestly it isn't it's what is where you are right now is the absolute best because you're in god's will mm, yes so aside from the journal that you are working on what else do you have coming up in 2022 and where can our audience and our li listeners connect with you and learn more about you okay so last year we had our very first me movement positioned for purpose women's conference that was an amazing experience uh it this year it will be it will be back for a second time this year on november friday november 4th 2022 last year we had both virtual and in person it was awesome we had 60 or a little over 60 women, 60 in person and online viewing and the feedback was great. So we're having that. And as a lead up, I'm having a me circle, which is titled the it conversation. It's whatever it is that is affecting us as women. And it will be held quarterly. The first quarter, I think I have April, uh, as it's at the end of April, the last Friday in April is when we're having it at 7 p.m. So if you want to be a part of it, you can find me at 
at on Instagram at the Me Movement LLC, on Facebook at the Me Movement LLC, right? And you can also email me at the Me Movement LLC at gmail.com. Or if you just search for my name, Colette Lawrence, on Facebook or on Instagram, you're able to find me there as, as, as well. And if you want to join uh, the It Conversation, you are welcome to. It's not, it's not going to be a cost. It's just a moment. I'm just going to speak to them. And if I have guests, guests will be there joining. And it's just a, a, a time to have real open conversation. That's beautiful. And I'll make sure to capture all of that in the show notes so our um, audience can refer back to it. Yes. So as we get ready to close out, is there anything that we have not talked about or mentioned that you would like to um, touch base on before we close out? Uh, no, but I just would want to thank you again for this opportunity. It means a whole lot. First are important to me. So thank you so much for having me on your on your show. I'm sure you pick your audience, your 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 guest. Um <laughs> you must have, you know. You pick your yes. guests well. And so I'm thankful to be a part of that. And I just want to speak to persons who will watch this after whatever your story is, wherever you are. Um, Marianne is the fearless coach. It means that she would have had to be gone, overcome some obstacles and is inviting you to say you can do the same. And I'm also saying that you can do the same. Whatever it is that you have faced and is facing and you feel like, boy, this fear is getting to me. I can't go ahead. I, I, we're here to encourage you. I'm, I, I'm here to encourage you that less. you can do it. And if God is calling you to take a leap of faith, Trust and know that he has a net. He will catch you. He will not allow you to fall. The provisions that you need, he will be giving you them every step of the way. If he did it for Marian, if he did it for me, if he did it for others, he certainly can do it for you. I love that. I love that. So as we ready to, as we are ready to close out, what would you say is a fearless tip? For 2022 that our audience can implement immediately and walk away with uh, a fearless tip that you can implement is one it's gonna sound very simple is acknowledge who you are remind yourself of who you are look in your mirror and tell yourself i um call your name I am, in this case, I am Colette. I'm important. I'm a gift to the world. Beautiful. I have meaning. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne. I hope that you enjoy the conversation with Colette. And in her words, he has a net and he will catch you. So just take the leap of faith. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you found this episode inspiring and motivating. Don't forget to leave a comment so you can win a fabulous prize at the end of the month. You can leave a review on iTunes or you can head over to YouTube or my Fearless Living Coach page on Facebook if you are an Android user. And as always, remember, you are fearless, you are fabulous, you are a priority, and you matter. See you next time. 
Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Kelly. The host of Getting Real with Bossy, the real, raw, and honest podcast about small business ownership. We created Bossy to be a safe place to ask the hard questions and to get support that's necessary. With our experience, nine businesses in over 25 years, we continue to bear it all and share what we wish we had known. We move past the must-be-nices and start getting real. Come along as we interview small business owners and get the true story. Leave with another tool for the next time you feel alone on this journey. Business ownership leads to unexpected knowledge. What are you an expert at? Tell us at Getting Real with Bossy and subscribe today.